so when I woke up this morning, I said, Lord, what, what do you want to say to us at the altar this morning? And yesterday I talked about how the altar is a place of altering. It's a place of change and transformation. That when we come to the altar of the Lord, we are to be totally transformed. It's a transfiguration, if you would, specifically of our heart. You need to have a change of heart. (laughs) And it's only found at the altar of the Lord. That's when he does his best heart surgery. At the altar. He goes in and he circumcises your heart. He removes the calluses in the hard places. Because if we're to be honest, if we're going to lay down all of the things that have hurt us. See, this week we're talking about hurt. How do we heal from hurt? Now, you may be good, you, you know, I mean... You may have it all together. You may have figured it out. But I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be humble, open, and transparent. I have been hurt. And I've struggled to heal. I've struggled to forgive. I've struggled to move on. But it was only in his presence at the altar. That when I laid that down at his feet, he began to change my heart. He began to remove the callous, the hard places of my heart where I just said, well, I just can't move on or I can't forgive or I can't forget And our theme verse for this semester is Romans 12 and 1. Because I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That's your reasonable service. Listen. When we present ourselves, we're not presenting ourselves all put together. (laughs) Not presenting ourselves, okay, I I fixed myself. Now I'm going to present myself. Like, no, you come as you are. Let Jesus fix it. Let him heal your hurt. So, when I um, first got saved, I had read this book, 
And this book was called Lord Heal My Hurts. It's by Kay Arthur. If anyone knows Kay Arthur, I might be dating myself as far back as when I was saved. But Kay Arthur was is a very good Bible teacher. I mean, precept upon precept. If you get any of her Bible study books, you know, she's going to take you through and dissect the scriptures. And so those were awesome for me when I first became a believer because I really had never opened a Bible before. So it was really awesome to um, go through those studies. And there was a book she had called Lord Heal My Hurts. And it was, you know, some of you might have gone through like a freedom class or a cleansing stream, you know, and it's similar to that. But, you know, the biggest thing is to uh, take time at the feet of Jesus to give him your hurts. And so one of the things as I was thinking about this is I thought about the thing you got to remember is that God sees your hurt because sometimes when we've been hurt, we wonder God, like, do you see this happening? Do you, do you even care? Like, where are you? Why is this going on? And we tend to blame God or be angry at God when we get hurt. But he actually sees it all. He is the God who sees you. He sees everything that you're walking through. He's, as I always say, he's not blind, deaf, or dumb. He sees it. He's right there, and that's the thing we got to understand. He's right there, and that when we bring him into the situation and we come to the altar, he's right there to remove the hurt and to heal. So where he took me this morning in particular was to um, Genesis 16. I want to read something to you, and I'm just going to read it, and we're just going to – just I want to share what the Lord showed me when, when I read this, um, because the Lord is going to heal hurt uh, this morning. Amen. G- Genesis 16.1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children, please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarah. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eye. Then Sarai said to Abram, my wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eye. The Lord judged between you and me. So Abram said to Sarai, indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her 
by a spring of water in the wilderness. Wow. By the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they will, shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son and you shall call his Name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your afflictions. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she says, have I also here seen him? Who sees me? Therefore, the well was called Bir Lahai Roy. Observe, it is between Kadesh and Barad. Hmm. You are the God who sees El Roy. He is the God who sees. Have you ever been? despised by someone? You know, like, they wanted you to have something and they cheered you on, they championed you, and then when you got it, they despised you because of it. Mm. (laughs) Or how about the reverse? You despise them. Because they got what you wanted. We we don't realize it, but it's subtle, right? Maybe you're looking at their Instagram and you're like, really? The Lord blessed them again? And I've been praying for that. I've been waiting on that. But it just seems like every time I look up, they're being blessed, <laughs> and I'm just stressed. That's being, that's a, that's despising what they have. Or on the reverse, someone begins to despise you because, you know, you were praying with them and believing God for uh, a breakthrough. And, and then you get the breakthrough and you're just like overjoyed, yet they're not. They're not overjoyed for you. And something changes. All of a sudden, the very person or the people that were championing you don't want anything to do with you. Anybody been hurt in that way? If you haven't, praise God, but if you have, I have. 
<laughs> I've been on both sides where I've had people despise me because of what God has done and or I've despised despised others because I've watched them be blessed with the very thing I so desired. And it's in that place that we're hurt. You see, Sarai, she had this great idea. It was like, I see an opportunity. I'm going to take it. Because I don't think God sees that he hasn't given me children. So I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make it happen because I don't think God sees me. Does he even see me out here barren? But what I see is an opportunity to get what I have been desiring. Oh, man. Anybody been in a place where God hasn't moved fast enough and you're like, let me, let me take the wheel, Jesus. Because you must be busy, Jesus. (laughs) I mean, you got the whole world in your hand. So, I mean, you're busy. Let me take the wheel. That's what Sarah did. She wanted something and was willing to do whatever it took to get there. But that decision that very decision brought upon hurt. Can anybody relate to that? It's like, man, I messed up. I I couldn't wait for you, Lord, and I, I I thought this was a good idea, but I messed up. And now you're hurt. Or maybe, like, Hagar, you see that this person needs you. And so you're willing to do what they ask. You'll serve. You'll serve. But when you serve, and then they turn on you because you didn't do what they wanted to do or you didn't, Uh, agree with what they wanted you to agree with. And then all of a sudden, the very person or the people that you trusted and, and really were vulnerable with, they turn on you. Because you're not about their agenda. (laughs) And it hurts. It hurts. This morning, God wants to heal your hurt. He wants to heal that place where either you have despised or have been despised. He wants to remove the callous from your heart because he wants you to know, I see you. I see you right where you are. I see you barren. I see you hurting. 
I see you rejected. Because, see, that's what happened with Hagar. She was rejected. Anybody ever been rejected? Right? By people who you thought were for you, and all of a sudden, they're against you, you being rejected? Whew. Rejection is no joke. Rejection will cause you to forget who you are. Rejection will take away your peace and steal your joy. Rejection makes you wonder, does God even see me? Is God rejecting me? But this morning, we're, we're going to denounce every lie from the enemy that God does not see you. He sees you. In fact, when he saw Hagar, I love the fact that he found her. I'm going to get to it. It says he found her by a spring of water in the wilderness. That's where he found her. He found her thirsty. He found her dry. That's what's so powerful about the altar of the Lord. We can come dry, thirsty, hurt, broken, and be able to be filled. Don't feel like I got to come when I've got it all together. He saw her right in that place of despair. In the wilderness, in the dry place, he said, I see you. He said to her, where have you come from and where are you going? Because she was running from his presence instead of running That's what she said. Hagar, she said, I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress. I'm running. Because it's easier to run from the situation. It's easier to run from the hurt. Oh, come on, somebody. We say we just want to be alone. We just want to think about something. But we're running from his presence because he sees you. He's omnipresent. So you cannot run from his presence. I love how, um, I'm going to read this scripture to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's in Psalms, um, let me get to it, Psalm 139. Okay, let's go there. Because, You can't run 
from his presence. He's, he's omnipresent. Amen. Listen to what David said about the presence of the Lord. 139, Psalm 139. He says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down. (laughs) You know my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. And there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in heaven, Hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day, the darkness and the light. I both alike to do you, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all writ- were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O oh God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand when I awake. I am God has not forgotten you, and he sees you, and he sees the hurt, and he sees the pain. He sees the rejection. He sees the disappointment. And if we're to be honest, if we were to really be honest, we have forgotten that he sees us, that he sees us right where we are. And not only that, But his thoughts are about us. He's thinking of us. Just because you don't see it turn out the way you wanted it to doesn't mean he doesn't see you. Do you think when Hagar left her, uh, left Sarah, that she was like, I just can't wait to go back? She was intentionally wanting to leave. She thought, if I leave, That's how I'll be healed. That's how I'll be set free from this pain. I'll just leave. But God said, no, go back and submit to your maidservant. Go back to the place where I was hurt and rejected. 
go back and submit. Go back and forgive. Go back and serve. Go back and love. That's why the Bible says, love your enemy. Do good to those who persecute you. Go back. Go back so that you can heal. It's not going back so they can hurt me more or that person can hurt me more. No, going back and forgiving is about your healing. It's all about your heart. Don't worry about the other person. Don't worry about that. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. But what he's concerned about is you. That's why he will go and find you in the dry place. He will search you out and draw you back. He says, come back. Come back to the altar and submit this to me. Give back to me. But it's in that place, he'll tell you, I want you to forgive. I actually want you to love. I want you to bless those who hurt you. You may say, well, how, how does that heal me? Well, just like in the book I referred to, one of the things that she told us to do in the book, she said, write down all the things that, you, that hurt you, the people that hurt you, the things that they did. Take it and say, I forgive them all. Rip it up and throw it away. Because as soon as you say, I forgive them, it's finished. And you can move forward in your healing. So this morning, I want to open up the altar. As I'm talking, you're thinking, yeah. I've been rejected. I've been hurt. I've despised others because of what I thought was for me. And I've had people despise me because of what God did for me. You think about Sarah and, and Hagar. Sarah despised Hagar because she had what she desired. And Hagar despised Sarah because she rejected her, pushed her aside, even though she was willing to serve and do what she was asked of. And God wants to heal. He wants to heal that. So if this is resonating with you or you're in that place right now, or you may say, well, I'm good, but I still, it still comes up. It's still, I'm still reminded when I see that person. Think about what they did to me. 
to think about how they hurt me. Or maybe it's recent, you, you, you've had this happen to you recently. God just wants you to bring that to the altar. So this morning, I just want to pray with you. If that's for you, if this word specifically is for you, just let me know and say, I need prayer. 